500 years ago he washed ashore the sole survivor of a shipwreck and upon the skull of the man who killed his dad he said i'm mad i must eradicate piracy injustice and cruelty and all my sons will follow me so evil doers will believe that this man cannot die the phantom the ghost who walks the phantom enemies beware the phantom's always there but you won't find the phantom he finds G'day everybody, and for those who come in late, you're listening to Expand the Phantom Podcast. My name is Jermaine, and today I am joined by Dan. How are you, mate? Yeah, really good, Jermaine. Um, footy's back. <laughs> We're yes. recording this on the weekend that um, Aussie Rules Football in Australia has started again, and it's a great sign that uh, things are getting back to normal. So, yeah, it's, a, it's been a real spirit lifter this weekend. Yeah, yeah, and I hope uh, we've done a few extra podcasts the last couple of months, so hopefully yeah. people have enjoyed that as well. So talking about podcasts, uh, if, you, if this is the first time you've ever listened to one of our podcasts, you can subscribe uh, with us on iTunes, Spotify, or uh, any other of the other Android podcast apps. Um, and then, of course, you can communicate with us on social media like Facebook, which is chroniclechamber.com, uh, Twitter, which is at Chronicle Tweets, Instagram, which is at Chronicle Chamber, and YouTube, which is Chronicle Chamber. So today, um, I'm looking forward to today. Um, uh, we're, we're interviewing someone who would be probably one of the most iconic Australian cover artists, especially for mm. from the modern days, and mm. probably up there when you're talking about cover artists like uh, Tommy Hughes and and stuff from a phantom perspective as well. So uh, we're in royalty tonight, Dan. Are you looking forward to it, mate? Uh, mate I said to you when we first started planning this, um, I cannot believe that it has taken us 150-something episodes to talk to this man because um, uh, he's a living legend on Australian shores. And I guess uh, maybe we've taken him for granted because we see him um, at in Sydney when we go to Supernova and, and Lee Falk Memorial, Bengala Explorers Cup. You know, he's also a man of the people. Um, and we just love him. And I uh, can't believe it's taken us this long to get him on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so without uh, Antonio, how are you? <laughs> well, I'm overwhelmed. <laughs> That's how I am. I mean, I am not called a legend every day. <laughs> but thank you for everything. Um, I'm glad that Paul, whoever he is, uh, had good memories of me as well, because uh, I'm always trying to be um, a person who um, assists others if I could uh, and respond to whatever uh, initiatives anyone have um, in helping others. So um, maybe Paul and I share some sort of um, assistance, mutual assistance, uh, or perhaps he assisted me because I came um, to to that place where we met uh, when I was old already. Uh, yes, uh, and it wasn't a common thing. Most of those people are young, mm. but we won't talk about about that now. Okay. So um, yeah. So welcome. So we did a little bit of research. Um, you've been the free cover artist since 1993. Um, and then you've done over 200 phantom covers. Uh, did you realize uh, that you've done that many? No, not really. I, 
I, I don't know exactly how many I have done because with Jim, the pace was furious. It was one after the other. But then when things started to change, um, uh, I started doing fewer and fewer. And now I think that I am one of those who does two or three cover per year. Yeah. So uh, I was um, joking with Dudley the other day, saying that I was the one who actually um, dug my own grave <laughs> because uh, I uh, wrote a letter to Jim uh, in 2013, before he died, of course, and uh, saying that we needed to have a, vi a variety of styles mm. for the fans. Uh, and uh, when he passed away and Dudley came into the picture, that was the first thing he did. And I think he got so many that now he hasn't got time for me. <laughs> oh, well, we, we, we still love you. We still appreciate your work. Um, oh, I have enjoyed everything that I have done. We'll go through it a little bit later, but we've actually um, uh, got in contact with some, uh, some of our Patreons um, during, the, um, during, uh, during the week and asked for some of their favourite covers as well. So we'll go through some of those as well. But um, as every good story... Did you want to start at the beginning and uh, and tell us a little bit about yourself, like uh, where you where you came from? Uh, did you read the Phantom as a child, and uh, you know, just kind of uh, we'll start at the beginning and we'll kind of work our way forward. Yes, um, I am from Uruguay in South America, and I uh, yes, I read the Phantom was I in, when I was a kid, so to speak. Um, I only remember, um, I don't remember much about the, the guys who were actually drawing it. Um, probably more, what's his name? Uh, Wilson McCoy? McCoy, not McCoy, the other one. Roy Moore? Yes. Roy Moore, sorry. Yes, maybe I remember him. And I wasn't very keen on his style. Uh, it was, I don't know, the 40s when, when he did it right or, or yeah. maybe the 50s but uh for the the guy that i was in those days i i i i didn't connect with the phantom but i always liked um uh comics and um when i came in my life to a crossroad in regard to uh what i am going to do with my life now was when I um, became a chief petty officer in the Navy and I had a great life. I have a lot of benefits and a lot of uh, uh, freebies, so to speak. And my sister uh, went to live in Italy and left me in a house in the center of the city that it was magnificent. But that was a very bad thing actually because I said I am going to be in love with this lifestyle and in a few years time I will retire because I have to and I will be going into a, an ever diminishing pension and I won't have a house because if she decides to sell it that's it mm. and say I have to leave the country uh, and I had lived in America for one year once um, 
and I didn't like it. And I said, no, I'm, I'm, I tried to make any contact with someone in Australia, and I contacted an, a newspaper in Spanish, the Espanol in Australia, and I sent a atlas that we did with Eduardo, and they published it for one year. And after that year, they sent me a, a work contract. And then okay. I came without English, without money, without a house, and without a job. <laughs> it was a very did you, challenge, challenging had, time. Did you have a partner? Had you met your wife by that stage, or did you meet? No, her? no, no. We have. Been, I married when I was twenty-two, uh, and we have a son, uh, uh, just one son, and. Um, she was the one that was telling me that we had to migrate because this life so easy is actually a trap. Mm. The, the one that we had there. Mm. And uh, it was great. Um, the only thing is, um, as soon as I came here, the, uh, I came in 81. I think we had a, a recession in 82 or 83. So the Espanol, the, the newspaper, had problems and I was out. But I immediately started working, doing um, educational publication for schools, not doing, illustrating. Yeah. So I did that for quite a while. And in the meantime, I was an avid um, reader of English to, to be able to um, one day get accreditation as an interpreter. Okay, and I yeah. did. Yes, and then was my period in immigration when I uh, applied for an, a position and they took me immediately and uh, it was 90-something. Just before we get to your time in immigration, um, mm -hmm. Antonio, can you talk to us a little bit about being in the Navy? Because um, I feel like yes. that's probably had a, a massive influence on you. It, yes, it had because I was so young and um, the problem is I never wanted to be anything but an artist, but I need to leave, and I was very poor. Mm -hmm. My family were seven kids, oh, brothers and sisters, uh, and um, my father uh, had committed suicide when I was two. So mm -hmm. we were by ourselves in a very precarious condition. And uh, in the Navy, I was always thinking that I had to get a job in a newspaper in Uruguay. But unfortunately, despite the fact that we have a very small Navy, we were always on the move, going, going to places and even rescuing people in, in, in uh, winter, in, in floods and blah, blah, blah. And, uh, and I visit Rio 17 times. Oh, wow. because, yes, because we used to have... Um, an exercise between the Navy of America, Brazil, Argentina, and Uruguay every year. And that included going to Argentina, uh, Buenos Aires, not um, uh, Puerto Belgrano, and then to uh, Rio. Uh, and it was great. It was uh, very uh, exciting. But to me, it wasn't enough. Because if I was not drawing, I wasn't happy. Mm. Uh, and, and the possibility of publishing anything or doing anything with anyone was almost impossible until someone came to, the, to my ship, uh, uh, a journalist, to write about life on the sea, blah, blah, blah. 
and met me. And one week later, I was freelancing for that same newspaper. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. That, you were saying before, just before we pressed record, you were talking about um, uh, the relationship that it gave you with the ocean. Oh, yes. Yes. I, I love the ocean. I still do. And, and I used to swim like a, a fish, <laughs> a black one. <laughs> and, uh, and, and I love it. That part of the, um, the, um, the work was fun because I was so young. And when it started not becoming so fun, I was moved to the academy where I used to teach cadets. Uh, about everything, particularly about security and blah, blah, blah. Uh, and I stayed there for 10 years. So all, the, all in all, I stayed in the Navy for 23 years. Wow. Yeah. So that's, that's certainly long enough to feel like you've had a, a, a long career there. Yeah. Yes, I did. But I was very fortunate because I went through the ranks very quickly. Uh, but once again, I didn't want to be anything i just did it for the money and for the uniform <laughs> <laughs> maybe you can see me on that picture on the wall uh is that oh is that, is that you uh, the, there is a, a picture in which i am with other um colleagues near near um the phantom i don't know if you can see it oh uh, yeah i can see some white suits Yes, yeah, that, 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 that is the one. By the You've way, all of our um, YouTube uh, viewers um, trying to zoom in on their screens now, Antonio, as they look at that, that wall of um, imagery behind you. <laughs> no, no, but I was going to say that that phantom is signed by Lee Falk. Oh, wow. Yes, when, when Jim went there to um, oversee the movie with him, or, or to visit the, the set, uh, he took that drawing at insistence of Amanda because I didn't think we were going to take to Queensland that big thing. He, and he did. And he yeah. signed it. And, oh, wow. And, and Jim signed it as well. And now both are gone. Yeah, it must, must be very special. Oh, yeah. It's very precious to me. Very precious. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So when you were working on, um, in the newspaper, is that when you met um, Eduardo Barreda? No, no. Ah, yes. But uh, Eduardo came much later. I already had, say, like 10 years in the newspaper because okay. um, Eduardo was much younger than me. He died when he was 57. Um, so um, he called him used to call me his master, blah, 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 in the sense that I tried to guide him and blah, blah, blah. Even when he did his first Phantom for Australia, uh, I, he, he sent me before publication, and I said to him, try not to show the ears of the Phantom. Don't, don't do yeah. that. And also try not to sit him like Conan, because yeah. he was used to those muscular guys, blah, blah, blah. Uh, the Phantom is a little bit more, more athletic. Yes, yes, yeah. yeah. And I guess just for those who came in late, Eduardo Barreto um, was a Sunday artist for about a year um, in the early two thousands. Yes. So uh, um, for uh, the Phantom, for the Phantom, yes. Sorry, one year. 
Oh, um, I thought it was less than that. Yeah. Do you mind on the to the day, um, I think? Quickly, Google fans on Wiki. Um, did you just want to tell us a little bit about uh, about Eduardo, and then we can call Oh, uh, thank you for asking. Eduardo was extraordinary in every sense. Uh, first of all, he was a very talented man, but he didn't have this flow that some talented men have, that they are a little bit aloof or whatever. Uh, Eduardo was incredible. And um, he had the ability of uh, drawing uh, uh, at a certain time in his life without actually penciling underneath. He did a phantom for me uh, uh, in which uh, I, um, no, not a phantom, a Rocco. Remember them, the guy from the island that, that I did? The, I, uh, the did character it. that I had in Uruguay in the, news, in the newspaper okay, yeah. was called Rocco, the man from the island. Oh, yes, yes. Yes, and Eduardo did it in his own fantastic style because uh, he did it with the shirt open and a knife here, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and he had a tremendous capacity for work. He was a glue to that chair for weeks in a row. Incredible. Mm. And he was very well um, 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 rewarded for his efforts to the point that uh, he won a... a, a a Yellow Kid Award uh, in 19-something, and, um, and then got uh, the, the judge, Parker. Yep. Yes, and that was in 175 newspapers in America. Oh, and his death was published in the Washington Post. Yeah, wow. Yes, he was very relevant. Uh, even being a guy who was living in a remote place in Uruguay, uh, mm -hmm. he, he was very much uh, admired and loved. Uh, even Lee, I have a, a, um, a statement from Lee, the, the guy who is now a vice president in, in DC, one of those comics, uh, saying that Eduardo was a uh, an artist, artist, um, uh, so good he was. He was incredible. Mm. Mm. Yes, uh, I now uh, every year when I go to Uruguay, I visit his wife and his mother, and I gave her mother and one to his wife, one of those. Um, so I was, I was about to ask you about that book, um, Antonio, because obviously um, we can hear the passion in your voice um, as you remember, Eduardo. You must have very much admired him to to put together that book. Um, I'm lucky enough to have a, a black and white copy. Um, mm -hmm. I was hoping for to get it signed by yourself at Supernova this year. Um, might have to save it for next year. But um, the the book El Art, uh, you'll you'll have better pronunciation than me, of course. But basically, the art of El Eduardo Barreto um, by yourself and Amanda, uh, your wife. Um, it's a it's a comprehensive book that covers um, so much of Eduardo's. Um, career, all of it, including many phantom pieces. Um, that's um, very much a labor of love from you, I imagine, to have put that together. Yes, and I had a, a guy who uh, helped me uh, to, to put it together because um, 
if, if we come back a little bit to what um, Germain was saying in the beginning, um, I met someone here in, in Australia that was doing the lettering for the Phantom. And uh, we, he was helping um, a religious group to um, produce a magazine and the, and the, um, the magazine needed uh, an artist and they asked me if I could help. And, I, and because I was working for immigration as a freelance as well, I did. And then he told me, I have the impression that Jim is looking for an artist because the guy that was doing the Phantom, uh, Chato, Chato? Uh, Keith Chato, yes. Keith, Keith yeah. Chato, yeah. Chato has died and uh, you can take your portfolio to him. And I did, and he saw it and he said, when you want to start. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <Wow. laughs> so, I just want to go back to Eduardo for two seconds. Of course. Um, so he did um, Judge Parker for King Features from 2006 to 2010. Um, he did The Phantom from, this, uh, where was it, sorry? Um, July 31st and to December uh, 2011. So it's, it's just under six months. Right. Worked on two stories, which is The Nomad, and the shadows of rune uh, that I have, rune that rune. I have, of course. Yes, yeah. I collected them here. Um, it, it, that's what I was saying. Uh, that uh, a year, I, I yeah. think it was too long. Yeah, yes, no, yeah. you're right. Six months. It's such yeah. such a short time frame. And I think one of the things that stood out for me um, during those two stories, that six month run that Eduardo had on the Phantom Sunday Strip, um, was the way he mixed up the panel shapes. Yeah. See, the, he didn't just use the the nine panels as a strip. Yes, of yes, yes, yes. Um, he was very um, courageous and and um, innovative in the way that he used those. Yes. But what about the way he used to mix the guys walking in the jungle with the scenery itself, mm. and the guys just there talking because <laughs> Walker was pursuing the phantom. Remember? Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, incredible. Even some animals uh, yeah. like Barry used to do uh, uh, in, the, in, in the foreground and, and the guys walking there, he was incredible. Yeah. Incredible. Now, my, one, of my biggest, one of my biggest ever phantom regrets was I actually got in contact with uh, Eduardo and I was talking to him about buying a Sunday, an original Sunday from him. And he gave me a price and all that. And then I said, oh, just give me a month or so to you know, get the funds together. And then he'd sadly passed away. And I missed out on getting one of the original Sundays. To this day, I'm still kicking myself for, uh, for, for waiting too long to, uh, to pick up one of his Sundays. Because you're right, Dan, the way he broke those panels, like the bird eye views of some of the, of the panels and the shots, he, it was just amazing. Mm -hmm. The, the uh, CNN interviewed him once in his house in, in, a, in a resort there in Uruguay, and he was talking to the guy and drawing Batman. Yeah. And it was incredible. It was fantastic. But yeah. I think that Eduardo could draw in, in his dreams because yeah. he used to do something that sometimes happens to me, that I am in my bed, and suddenly I remember something, and... <laughs> I woke up, even if it is three o'clock in the morning, and touch here or, or write 
uh, yeah. uh, uh, erase that part or blah 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 yeah. it is something that you have in you that is bigger than you yeah yeah no i really really appreciate you um telling us a little bit about uh Ed eduardo and, and and showing us a bit of the book and stuff like that i really do appreciate oh, eduardo was incredible incredible a, a fantastic person uh and uh we agree or we had the same ideas about almost anything including death because he was cremated uh and it's something that i'm going to do with myself one day no no not me <laughs> <laughs> Just to, just to, while we, we're on that path, it was a question I was asking myself earlier. Um, you, you, you immigrated to Australia much later than I probably uh, had in my head, um, much later in life, 23 years in the Navy. Do you consider yourself an Australian or a Uruguayan? And oh, both. When you have your, your ashes cremated, where will they be spread? <laughs> Which country will you have them in? I don't think we've ever asked that question on this podcast. <laughs> in 170 odd episodes, I do not think we've ever had that question asked. <laughs> All right. Okay. Let's forget that question then. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but uh, no, no, I consider myself uh, as much um, as, an, as an Australian as, because I, I am a, a lonely man, a loner. Th those people who write to like to read and and listen to music and draw and mm. paint i never had many friends or socialize or anything i am a, a hermit <laughs> <laughs> is that the word yeah <laughs> well you you must have coped pretty well with the last three months then when we've all been asked to stay inside and not talk to people <laughs> Well, exactly. Yes, no problem with me because uh, uh, I, that is the life that I have always had. To be here in this particular place, um, I have been here for almost forty years, um, always drawing and also studying other people's uh, art, uh, Eduardo's in particular. But you see, uh, what you are cannot be translating and into anyone else's because as as my friend um sister Espadari used to say never compare yourself with anyone because we are all so different yeah. that that is the only thing that could be applied is he better than you well he's different right mm. but yeah. uh if you try to to emulate someone you won't be following your own destiny so to speak yeah yeah, no, definitely. Um, so, so it was 1993 you started working with Fru. Um, yes. So, so like we said at the intro, you've done over 200 uh, Fru covers. Uh, you also did a, you've done some continuity, continuity story uh, with the man from the islands and Atla. And then you also did the wisdom of the phantom, which is a short story for, um, uh, what was it? Was it for immigration? The Department of, um, what is it? Is it electoral roles or something? It, I it, no, uh, I can't remember. But it was for a government agency. Um, was that while you were working at the Department of Immigration and um, in the government employee anyway? Was that just part of your uh, salary or did you um, manage to, to, to get some extra coin for that? 
the question is no. <laughs> the, the answer is no. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, I did, uh, yes, those uh, for several years. Um, Rocco, I think it, I did it for seven uh, in, in Uruguay on the newspaper uh, until I left. Uh, but uh, here I never done any episodes uh, or yeah. anything, only covers. But uh, allow me to correct you, please don't get it wrong, um, um, Germain. Uh, I really don't think that I have already done 200 covers. I think that I done 170 probably, but I don't think I have done 200. Okay. Uh, but if you discovered that, yes, I did. <laughs> I think it's safe to say you're the most prolific uh, phantom artist over the last, through phantom cover artist over the last 40 years. I don't think that's too, too much oh. of a stretch. Yes, yeah, well. Yes. The, the only problem is that everything that you said in that sentence equates to old. <laughs> <laughs> You're only as old as you feel at heart, Antonio. I think at the, uh, if that's the criteria, you've probably got both of us covered. <laughs> let, let me, let me, one second. It's okay. It's okay. Yes. Um, yes. Ask me. So, um, have you? Did you ever have a desire to do like strip work or continuity? Work? No, no. The answer is no, because uh, it's a very sort of laborious thing to do, and you need uh, to be really, really into that. Um, and uh, and it became a, a a time after I done what I have done uh, and have seen diet that even if, if they ask me I wouldn't do it yeah. because it's too and it's only my wife and myself here so I need my time to, to leave no? I can't yeah. be always drawing yeah mm. so I just went on to Phantom Wiki and it's, you're right it's about 175 so um, I was a little bit I was a little bit over exaggerating in that one so uh, thank you for that uh, correction. No, it is only because I don't want to, to say something that is not true. Uh, if it is, I really don't know. That is the point. I really don't know. Do you well, have a favourite? We, we certainly hope you get to 200 anyway. Yes. Yes. Uh, even Jim thought that um, I will get to 200 in his lifetime. He didn't respect oh. his part of the bargain. <laughs> And she left. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes. Um, favorite covers. Um, I have some that I like a lot, including the one that is called, um, let me see, this one. Um, this one. Ah uh, yes. Ah. Yep. And that's um for for you, everyone on YouTube watching this on YouTube is just not at their head. <laughs> and but you know what? I have done so many cover um, commissions for uh, fans that have been most of them, particularly lately. Uh, uh, as good or better 
done my, my best covers. Mm -hmm. The only problem is the only the person who asked me for the commission saw it mm -hmm. uh, because I, 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 I'm not very good with putting things on the, uh, on the internet or in Facebook. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, yes, um, I have done many, many commissions that perhaps have um, come to um, compensate for the fact that Fru is asking me for fewer covers now. Mm. So just to just to backtrack, um, and can you tell us which ep, um, which issue number was the cover that you just held up? One seven three five. One seven three five, and um, will that will also be familiar to um, I guess the completists and the Fru people who. Um, hammer the Fru website as the uh, poster that they did up as well. Um, and, I, and we can see that on the wall behind you there, Antonio, that poster. Um, for what it's worth, that also hangs above my middle daughter's bed. Um, I brought home a bunch of Fru uh, uh, fandom posters and that was the one that she chose that she wanted to have in her room. So um, okay. I see that every night when I, when I say goodnight to her. Tell her that I have given you a virtual embrace. <laughs> I will. <laughs> because uh, it's fantastic. You see, it's a great satisfaction uh, to see that someone um, write to you or tell you, as you are saying now, that what I have done for them uh, is exactly what they had in mind. Like a guy who lived in a place here that I never heard of uh, with plenty ancient trees. And he wanted the phantom running through the through the bush with with uh, the dog, uh, the wolf. Uh, and I look for the trees in the internet and got some and did the job. And he was very very happy, mm. as as others have been with other ideas that they had. Yeah. Yes. Uh, somehow I was able to visualize his own um, drawing. Yeah. Yeah, the one thing that I think what makes you such um, as, a, as a favourite for a lot of fans is that you are very approachable, whether it's at Supernova um, or, you know, or, or you go out of your way to make time for fans as well, which, um, which I, I, th I think is very special. And it's, for, you know, for a fanboy, it's, it's, it's great to see, you know, someone as yourself who we've, you know, gone out and brought the covers and, and admired your work from for many, many years and stuff like that. So, um, you know, for, from myself, I really appreciate it. And I'm sure that there are others as well who um, really appreciate that personal touch that you give everyone as well. Mm -hmm. Well, as a, as a podcast, we very much say we're by the fans for the fans and we're both fans and um, we've both had that same experience. And I'm sure that uh, we speak on all on behalf of all the fans when we say thank you for that um, yeah. that willingness to engage with us when we uh, when we approach you at the at the supernova or the con or whatever it is um, you're always very um, approachable. Mm. It's good that I am not a woman. <laughs> <laughs> Could I say that sorry, in this kind of? Of course. <laughs> so. No, but, but I like when people come to me and ask me about something or tell me uh, what they felt when they received the commission. And once, uh, and I didn't have a camera in those days, uh, a guy came to me and he had tattoo one of my drawings, well, a cover, yes, one of the covers 
in one of his legs. Oh, wow. Yes. You see, how someone could like something so much that he make it eternal in his, in his leg. Mm. Yeah, 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 it was great. Great compliment. <laughs> so, I just wanted to... Um, is there an echo? I can hear myself. Um, okay, so we, like I said at the beginning of the podcast, we asked some of our listeners and some of the Patreons uh, that we've got um, that help support us and stuff like that, some of what their favourite covers are. So I'm going to try something a little bit different. I'm going to try and share my screen. So let's see how we go with this. Um, can you see my screen? Oh, yeah. yes. Now I am seeing the 2014 annual special. Yep, so that so we, we asked a bunch of people. I'll go over them in a second. We'll just go through. These are the covers that all the fans, including ourselves, uh, Dan, myself, mm. and Stephen, um, that, we've, that we've chosen. Uh, and so uh, this was one of them here, this, the 2014 annual special, which is like a homage to the um, uh, movie, 96 uh, Billy Zane poster. Um, this, uh, from memory, I voted this as the, best, as the best cover for 2014. I really, really enjoyed that one. I love this cover. Yeah. Um, this was another one that was picked. I think this one was by Stephen, uh, issue one one five seven, which is the Phantom on um, on the skull on the Skull Cave with um, Devil to the side, and the, um, and the Sing um, emblem the prominence too. It tells it tells a story having that shadow there. Yeah, uh, this one one two eight seven, uh, the Dark Secret which is a, a very fascinating story, that one from memory. Um, Struggle for Freedom, which is 1086. This is one of my favourites, for sure. So why is this one one of your favourites, Dan? Oh, I just love um, the sequential note. And it was interesting before, Antonio, when you said that you weren't interested in um, story, um, doing stories and um, telling a sequence of panels, I suppose. Um, and I completely understand the reasons why you said it, but... Um, I particularly love the um, covers that you've done that do show within a single um, image that sequence of stories. And so seeing the Phantom march out of the ocean after, you know, clearly de uh, defeating a pirate ship behind him, um, just that sequence of images. Um, I, I really Thank love you. That. Thank you. Uh, I, I was actually the one who suggested to Jim that we should do the progressive advance of the Phantom from the distant up to the forefront. Mm. And we actually did it in two covers. This one and another one in which he enters from a door and grabs someone on the forefront of the cover. It's a wonderful um, technique to just... Uh, yes, it gives you an idea of the movement in people yes. who are standing. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Uh, this one, 1682, which is uh, the Phantom and Mandrake. You like that one? I do, yeah. It's one of your ones as well, I think. Well, I, I have a terrible problem with the ship. <laughs> I would have thought you would have nailed those. <laughs> no, 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 no. Mine was a destroyer. That is a cruiser. <laughs> so if it had been a destroyer in the background, it would have been a bit more accurate, you reckon? <laughs> and a couple of torpedoes, maybe. <laughs> 
Um, this one was the 2016 annual special. Yeah, I like it. I like it. I, I shouldn't say that, should I? No, 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 no. I like this one as well because, uh, again, you've um, with the 2016 annual special, uh, as opposed to the 2014, which was just a almost completely black and a very small phantom, really, um, and the focus entirely on him. Um, this is an opportunity for the Phantom to pop out of the cover, but also you've got all these other classic characters, including the Mr. Walker. You've got a Sing Pirate there, uh, the Femme Fatale. Um, there's a battle going on. Again, it's one of those covers that tells a number of stories in the single. Indeed, in indeed, yes. Actually, I love um, Walker uh, with the mask underneath his uh, chapeau. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I love that too. Uh, yeah. This was this is probably my other favourite one, which is one one seven two, which is. Oh, Jim loved that one. Yeah, he was very happy. He actually said, "We beat them, Antonio," <laughs> yeah. uh -huh. because the original one in um, Sweden uh, was with the Phantom looking a little bit up or something, and with the uniform being different. And I said, no, 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 let's do it really. Ah, that, that one. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, this is the original yes. one here. Yes. Yeah. You see, I, I'm not lying. <laughs> no, I like how you've taken a similar, well, the same um, layout. Yeah, exactly, but, but try to make it ours, you see? Yes. Yes, and, and, uh, and, and I was very happy. I'll be biased enough to say that I prefer yours. I think it is a, I think it is a great um, montage and, um, or, or cut together, and um, it'd it'd be it would challenge for cover of the year if it was to come out in 2020. I'm sure. Wow. So uh, Antonio, so I was just in talking about this cover here, the Viking Castle mystery, which is one one seven two for those on the podcast. Uh, we were just talking about how it is a, a similar pose to the uh, Phantom Men uh, issue. Do you, when you were doing covers for uh, Jim Shepard and all that, were you instructed to do, to do similar covers as what Phantom Men did or was it entirely up to you or did you have like a, a did you Well, sometimes it was um, after me when I sort of um, say it because if not, it was something like this, do this. Yeah. <laughs> do this. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and and yeah. that was it because he had already selected that that panel or whatever it was uh, was the, the really important part of the story and he yeah. wanted that yeah. and uh the closer that i did it to the story the better for him mm -hmm. i always change it a little bit because i don't like copying there is mm. no uh, magic in copying mm. Mm. So was that? Did you find that frustrating at all? That it was always um... yeah, well, it was perhaps the only uh, um, uh, disagreements that we have were the the ones regarding the, the importance of the cover. I used right. to say to him, Jim, the cover, and I'm not sort of beating myself, but the cover is what sells the the newspaper, the the magazine, in the sense that it attracts the catches the, the, the eye of the reader or the person who never read the Phantom and, and then he will buy the story. Uh, so it has to be attractive. It has to be, yes, exciting. Yeah. Mm. Jim wasn't quite much. 
Interesting. Is there a difference between that approach and um, the the new for a crew? Since the, well, um, I put that that kind of feeling to Dudley the, the, the night we met because he actually had the letter in which I suggested to Jim that we needed a variety of um, artists uh, so the fans will have a variety of styles. Um, and uh, he agreed completely. No, no. Um, and uh, Dudley never told me what to do. Never. Oh, okay. Wow. So what, the what, do, they, do they send you the story for you to look through first or just a no. general idea of what No, 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 no. They send me the story, the entire um, uh, story. Uh, and I uh, print it here and I select the, 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 the panel that I consider to have more potential to be really exciting, like the car coming through a, a, a precipice or something. Mm. And, uh, and they always uh, are happy with that. Awesome. So you probably enjoy the new approach more, I suspect. No more, because Jim was someone that was extremely um, helpful in very ways, in many ways. One of those ways was seeing that perhaps that wasn't exactly what we meant to, to do, and yet he said that it was good, it, it was fine. Yeah. Uh, he, he never will say, oh, gee, why didn't you um, did it better? Because the problem with Jim was the deadlines. He had very tight deadlines. And I had another job, remember? I was in immigration. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, forgive me, Jim, because I know this isn't on the run sheet, but while no, we're here, no, can you tell going. us a, a little bit about Jim Shepard, Antonio, as, as someone who worked with him closely for uh, 25, 30-odd years um, more um, and, and knew him from a fandom sense as well as anybody? What, what can you... Fill us in. For those who never met Jim, what can you tell us about him? Jim was an incredibly talented and knowledgeable man uh, and, uh, and also a great businessman in the sense that he knew, I think, what the public wanted and he always tried or strived to um, provide his readers with new stories and blah, blah, blah. Uh, and he used, used to put some repetitions as well because that's a story. Um, but he was a great man, a great man. I was privileged to do a, a, a portrait of him uh, reading a, 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 a phantom comic that, by the way, had my own drawing in the cover because that was the picture that he gave to a newspaper to publish. And it was so natural that I used that one for when he died, I sent it to here with the, 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 the condolences of all the phantom artists uh, here and overseas. Uh, and Judy took it. Yeah, I remember that piece. Um, it was an amazing piece. I'm going to see if I can try and find it. Um, it was, it got, yeah, I remember that piece. I'll see if I can find it and I'll post it up. Um, uh, so just somewhere. Well, uh, maybe maybe Bajem might be able to find it in the next sixty seconds or so, um, Antonio. <laughs> while, while, 
so you, do you, what was the what was the practicalities of the working relationship with Jim? Because obviously we're talking. Well, he, did you go he, into the fruit offices all the time? Yes, you? I I went there every time he um, he sent me the cover, but I and the references, but I was always the one taking the final product to the office until I decided that it was a terrible waste of time because uh, to go to the city to me is to waste the entire morning mm. uh, and I decided to send them by uh, mail mm -hmm. uh, and that was okay with him but um, the, the good thing was we have um, moments for uh, chatting about art and artists and blah 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 uh, when I when I went there uh, it, was, it was good it was good the, the, the only difference, or a big difference between Dudley and Jim is that with Jim, I have to surrender the original for fruit. And mm -hmm. now I, kept, I keep the original. Yeah. And they publish uh, the, the cover and send me the, 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 the original back so I can sell it. Mm. Yeah. I was going to ask that actually because, and and I'll, I might share my screen now. And um, this is the through website, um, the treasure room page. And as we scroll past, actually, there's a few of your covers there. As we um, scroll past, the Billy Zane signed and some of the older um, double digit throughs. But here, see some of your original covers that I guess these are the ones that we're talking about that you yeah. sent through to through. Um, and they're available, I guess. From off the website now for about four hundred dollars a pop, and we're talking um, covers that were in the the thirteen hundreds, the eleven hundreds. Um, does how do you feel about seeing <laughs> how do you feel about seeing them available for sale on Fru's website now? Well, uh, I better don't say how I feel. <laughs> <laughs> but you see, you see, I don't know if it is me because I have never been uh, a person motivated or driven for um, profit. I, I am a terrible um, uh, seller of my work because uh, I enjoy it so much that I even cry sometimes when, when I have to sell it because I only keep here and in folders that I have uh, photocopies. Everything that I have is photocopy and some are very bad because, uh, mm. because they are bad. Uh, but um, Yes, um, I suppose they are in that way, <laughs> double dipping. <laughs> mm. and, yeah. and, and fair, I, I can understand that from the, the business perspective, but it must be so much more satisfying for yourself now to be able to send them a, a, just a high quality scan or, and have the original to sell for yourself, yep. whilst at the same time, as you've said, you've got a lot more freedom um, and, and some of the work that you're doing now, you would regard as some of your higher quality work. So. Um, you know, I, I guess there's a progression there. Oh, absolutely. And uh, the, the thing is, you see, if you try to be good in one area, some people ask you if you will be able to do a job that it doesn't actually uh, entail the phantom. Uh, I, I got now um, an A3 um, black and white um, portraits of some people in Uruguay uh, that was is a commission that I was asked to do um, that doesn't include the phantom you see and 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 John um, 
Germain friends uh, asked me for that uh, Spitfire picture that I did for him with his father. Another asked, asked me for other things, uh, including a picture of the Phantom in those fires here in New South Wales. Remember? For the book. Yes, absolutely. We remember that. And I'm, I'm just going to, we had that to talk about at one point. And this, um, if people on YouTube, you can see it. If you're not, uh, it's the image we used on the back cover of the Bushfire book. Um, just spectacular, um, Antonio. We we talked about this um, before. At, at one stage, we just didn't know how to use it. It was just so powerful. Um, but um, once you also sent the email in, and um, I, I will try and hold that up close so people on YouTube can perhaps pause and read that. Yeah, oh, I can see it. I can the, see it. Yeah. yeah, the words that you sent through in the email accompanying the picture were just so compelling um, that we had to use that as the blurb. Um, thank you so much for, for both elements that you, you sent in for us. It really made a massive um, impact on us and, um, and, and we hope on everyone who's, who's been able to pick up a copy of, of the book. Thank you. No, I, I, I said to, to Germain, I was the one that considered an, a privilege and an honor to be asked to contribute uh, to a book that had that purpose. And uh, when I wrote the email saying what I felt, uh, I wasn't thinking about being published or anything. Of course not. No, it was it was a private correspondence. We had to ask you for permission. In, to, in, to indeed, it. yes. It was something yeah. that I, I said that I need. I don't like long emails, but sometimes when you need to express yourself fully, you need <laughs> some yeah. amount of words. Yeah. And uh, and I am very very happy and very proud of that. I have been part of that one. Yeah, uh, a great effort and a great success because uh, uh, Germain was telling me that we did I don't know twenty thousand no. no? 25, over 25,000 oh, was raised. In, it's, it's, imagine, it's, imagine. Incredible, great effort, fantastic. And mm. so many artists in so many countries uh, now have it and, and, and participated in something that we suffer terribly. Mm. Yeah, I think when we got the blurb, it was, or when we got the email from you, it was one of those. Uh, one of the few things that we very quickly agreed on without any, any form of discussion needed, it was like, how can we use this? How can we use the message? How can we use the image? And it was just done. And it was like one of the most easiest things to, to uh, discuss and work on part of the book. Yeah. So, yeah. Fantastic. I'm very, very happy. Um... So... I'll just go through some more of the covers because uh, some of our Patreons did take the time to go through it. Uh, I know Stephen, when he was going through the images, uh, through, the, through the covers, he spent a good hour on it and he, his first list was about 20 covers and we're like, you know, we can't, we can't talk about 20 covers. So then he, he spent about an hour trying to go through them and all that. So, um, so... So let's just quickly go over. Uh, so, so this is one that we were talking about. Um, oh, sorry, my share screen thing keeps getting in the way. Uh, the 2013. Oh, I like that one. Very mysterious, huh? Yeah. I like how the black. Exactly. That goes. amount of black in the figure. Yes, yes. And then because I never different. did anything digitally, uh, those 
covers uh, painted, I don't know by who, uh, still look good because the way they were done, very mm. mysterious. Mm. Do you do you make a particular effort to step it up for the 2013? Oh, sorry, for the annual specials because three of the covers we've talked about. Would you so believe far. that sometime uh, Jim didn't even tell me that it was the annual or whatever? <laughs> and I say, why did? Well, you have to strive always. Yeah. <laughs> one one day he gave me once he gave me four covers in a row, and when I said to him. I mean, very surprised with his generosity. Why are you doing this? He said, to keep you out of the streets. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was great. He was great. <laughs> great guy. Awesome. So, sorry, I'll just go back. Just, uh, so just bear with me. Uh, so this is the one, the Nat Turner Spirit. This was a, a fair few people's favourite, one of their favourites. which I and, and that's the poster we were talking about before. Yes, y yes. and this one is uh, in the property of Glenn, who uh, paid whatever money because he, he, did a, he wanted me to um, sell it to him, right? Yeah. Are, you, are you happier with this steamboat than you were with the cruise ship earlier? <laughs> <laughs> no, the problem with this steamboat was the reflections of the fire inside in the water. I wasn't very happy with that. But the rest of, our, of that, to me anyway, was so nice that I said, well, it's okay. I mean, the reflection is it's okay. Forget mm. it. We were talking before the podcast. Uh, I like the blues. When you use your blues, I like the way that your blues. And I guess it's very obvious. You would have seen a lot of blue uh, in your in your twenty odd years of uh, being in the navy. But um, yeah, for me, you you was... mean in the water? <laughs> because I have felt the blues in the navy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Touché. Touché. Uh, this was another one that... Um, oh, I love that one. The only problem is, and Judith couldn't explain to me, why is that the image has some sort of... Like it has been sprayed with sand. Yeah. The colours. Uh, and, and also the colour of the, the, the glasses is too strong. But I never um, dictated the colours. They always did it what they want. There's a lot of cross-hatching I've noticed in this one. Yeah. So this is, the, for, for podcast listeners, this is 1675 Rodia Dawn. Yes. Uh, and uh, the Phantom is uh, watching how the Rodian troops invade uh, another state. I don't know which one. I think, yeah, I think that was the Civil War one. So was the cross-hatching all you as well? Of course, everything yeah. is mine. And I even asked her, um, I don't know if, if, if it was in, on this one or in another one, if she had any reference about tanks. And she said, what? <laughs> <laughs> no. so, so for the line art ones, did you do the color as well? No, no, no. I just, I just did the black and white. Okay. They painted it. Yeah. Right. So, so other than the... Um, paintings that you do and and we know that you are an artist who uses line art and drawing and sometimes you use watercolors and art and all that sort of so but for the uh, where 
which ones do you color? Do you only color the painting ones, the, the line art, the drawing you don't color? No, no, the, the, the black and whites um, are, are that, black and white. And they, I, I used to put um, another label with a tracing paper and indicate more or less the, the colors that I wanted. But okay. it was never followed, really. I'd say they put whatever <laughs> they like. They like. Uh, and I received some of them and... <laughs> <laughs> so this is uh, another one of your uh, acrylics paint. This is... I love it. You know why? Because the transparency on the mirror was done with a pen, a, a, a white pen. Was oh. it? A, a white pencil, sorry, pencil. Right. Well, because that's what I've loved, uh, and this was not one that I nominated, but I'm um, appreciative of whoever did. This is 1781, um, the first part of Pirates of the Red Dragon. Yeah. Um, and, and I agree. I think that the, the tremendous skill in this one is that most of the picture is behind glass. Exactly. Uh, most, most of the scene is behind glass, and you've conveyed that amazingly. And, and when you read this story, <coughs> you, you understand that, she was actually visible and she pressed with her right hand a, a button yeah. and they and the screen came down yeah that's that's, that's amazing hearing the white <coughs> the white pencil mm. uh yeah. this is another annual another um, annual <laughs> 2018 annual of the the western theme yes i, I don't like the coloring i don't like it <laughs> <laughs> no i don't i don't know either Okay. Uh, and behind the, the phantom, there was a mountain, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, Passing. Okay, we'll move on then. Yeah. Uh, this, <laughs> this is the last one, uh, 1089. Um, wow, that was something from Lindell. Yes. That uh, um, he asked me to, to do. And uh, it was quite all right because it was different in the, in the episode. But I think it looks okay. Yeah. It's very dynamic, yeah. Um, and that and that's one of your skills, I think, Antonio. Is you can take, um, uh, so you you create very dynamic scenes like that. You create great sequential scenes like the one that I was talking about earlier. You create great portraits. Um, you you you've just so diverse in the the ways that you approach it. Um, so while you might have four covers in a row, like you mentioned before, they might be completely four different approaches and four different you know um the the diversity i think is what uh, has helped your longevity you remember a guy who was an illustrator here in new south wales whose name was um uh, well i don't remember now <laughs> but uh he came here to my place uh and we had dinner and i went to his place with amanda but i'm telling you this just to tell you that once uh, I told him that I felt a little bit awkward when people say that they like what I what I what I do, and uh, and I feel great. It's fantastic, but I don't know what to say. And he yeah. said, "Do as I do," and I said, "What is that you do?" I said, "More, more." <laughs> 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 no problem. <laughs> so, I just want to say uh, a huge shout to uh, some of our Patreon. So if you want to know more about Patreon, you can go to our website, which is chroniclechamber.com. Uh, so some of the Patreons who we uh, talked to during the week are Paul Maloney, Steve Siebert, uh, John Cookson, uh, Duncan Munro, and uh, Swarup, and um, Callum and Sean Bassett as well. 
So a huge shout out to some of our Patreons as well um, for letting us know some of their favourite covers. I hope you enjoyed kind of going through those with us. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool, um, being able to nominate mm. the cover that you'd love the artists to talk about. So I, yeah. I do hope the Patreons enjoyed that and, and, and a great incentive of yours, Jim, to put that out to them. Um, John Cookson, you mentioned there. Is there a greater Antonio Lemos fan than John Cookson? Antonio, <laughs> tell us about John. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I'm John. It's a great guy. He came here once or twice, not twice, uh, to my place. Um, and uh, he came with um, Paul. Paul. Paul Maloney. Yes, a wonderful person, both of them. Uh, and yes, he likes my work, but uh, but he, he, I don't want to talk about me. But I want to uh, come back to something that he said uh, about being doing covers that are dynamics. And and can I show now this thing that I have here? Of course, please do. Right, right. This this th I think will give you reason. Oh wow. Uh, uh, because I try to put a lot of action here. So for people who are not, who are just listening to the audio, Antonio, can you describe what we're looking at? Yes, this is the moment in which the queen, the pirate queen, died. I mean, she is um, hurt by the guy who is fighting her and she takes a, a knife. And, and in the episode, she actually kills him with her left hand because she is um, um, stopping the, 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 the bleeding with the other hand. But I didn't want to be that dramatic. And I just wanted the person who look at the, at the um, image to see that the phantom is trying to stop her mm. uh, to kill the guy because, I don't know, he was saying that you shouldn't kill anyone, even yeah. if it is a bad guy. And, Could you show and, us again as well? Hmm? Could you could yes. you please hold it up while you're talking yeah. to the next little bit? <laughs> and uh, you can keep telling us about it if you want, Antonio. So, is this for a free cover? No, this is one of the 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 the, the group of um, images that I was doing to sell by uh, the end of the year, uh, and because Rene bought bought everything, I will. Um, start to build up again and this idea of about this woman uh was much um i like it a lot and decided to to create a scene in which she is there with a wild look trying to kill the guy and uh and I th it took me a number of <laughs> I, I think two two weeks to finish everything because wow. uh, uh, I had to modify things here and there. And I did this one twice. Really? This, this is the second one, yes. Because uh, I am always thinking when people see the, the work, uh, ah, no, 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 but here, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I said, no, everyone is entitled, particularly if they are buying it, 
to to expect the the, the best. Mm. So, so speaking of which, it sounds like Renee's bought that one. Where's the first one of the two that you produced? <laughs> and is it available? No, no, I thought it. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> yes, I did. Uh, I um, I haven't uh, shown this one to Renee yet. Yeah, and no, I'm not going to show it to him. I'm going to do. <laughs> It'd be good for someone else to have a look at. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I'm going to put it on Facebook tomorrow. Awesome. Very good. So everybody can see it. I won't be selling it, but I put so people can see it. Yeah, no, it's an amazing. Um, I really enjoy that. Really enjoy that um, series of uh, the Kate Somerset saga um, from uh, Cesar Spadera and David Bishop. I David think Bishop, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Spadari is, is an incredible. Yes, artist. and I think we are going to lose him because I'll try to contact him, and he is not attending anybody. He is mm. in his place, uh, disconnected from the phone. Uh, I don't know if he's working. No, uh, I don't believe he's doing any any more work for Egmont. I've heard that he's he's quite sick as well. Uh, which, sick? Yeah, ah, unfortunate. So. I, I really enjoy his work as well. He's he's um so dynamic. I, lo I love like you look at his work in uh, Team Phantom End stories, and it works well in color. But then it also works just as well in a free black and white story as well. And and he's not only a great artist; he's a great guy as well. Look at that. Oh, oh so wow. we're looking at a, a photo of yourself with Caesar. Yes, yes. I went to his place in Buenos Aires and uh some years ago and we took that picture can you see that he has a t-shirt with, with my drawing yeah i was just going to say that, that that picture of um uh, the, fan the phantom power yeah it looks very familiar <laughs> yes he said that uh he thought when i gave the the t-shirt to him that it was a uh, um something that i bought with an american design Oh. And I said, no, no, my dear, it's mine. <laughs> <laughs> I always wanted, maybe that is something that you should remember, uh, uh, sort of uh, something that was uh, 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 unattained until now. Uh, always wanted that drawing with the hand like this uh, to be a cover for the Phantom, but never happened. Hmm. How, so, how did you come to know Cesar Spadari? Well, through his work. Because um, once um, Jim asked me who was the, the artist that I liked or admired most, and I said, look, between us, uh, Cesar Spadari. And you know what he did? He put it in the letters to the, to the, from the publisher, and everyone knew. <laughs> <laughs> so the between oh. us that in the water <laughs> no. Yeah. yeah no he's yeah. one of my favorite because when he was doing his work that was in my early stages of being a fan so it was very impressionable upon me and i grew up um, oh. during his work and all that he, well. yes and and apart from the phantom he has done stories of gauchos you know what is a gaucho no. uh, a no. sort of a cowboy in in, okay. in in uh, South America, fantastic, fantastic. Yeah. He's a great artist, very gifted and very talented. And mm. 
I, I, I heard that he has some problem with his eyes. But, but now that um, uh, Germain is saying that he's very sick, maybe something else. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure. I've, we've, we've tried contacting him, you know, for interviews and stuff like that as well. And um, unfortunately, no, no luck. And we've, we've heard that he's, that he's a bit unwell as well. So, um, yeah. Yeah, so, and, pe and people here who, who wants to buy originals from him, uh, he told me that he couldn't actually send those originals because of the government regulations, blah, blah, blah. Yes. He was we, very unhappy. Yeah, we were talking with uh, Pete Klaus and he used to send uh, Caesar like, um, what do you call it, um, Christmas cards and stuff like that and they wouldn't get through because of the government restrictions. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was awful. Yeah. So mm -hmm. talking about originals and stuff like that, you showed us your, uh, the picture that, or the, the, the work that you were doing with uh, the Kate Somerset series. Is that the size that you normally do your covers on? Yes, A3. A3. And, I, and I used to do them in um, uh, illustration board, but actually to put it on the scanner uh, is better this one, you see? Because it's a piece of paper, uh, yeah. it's much easier to to handle. Okay, so when you do a obviously what you just showed us is if it was a comic cover, it would be the front cover. When mm. you do a double cover, like a you know a back and a, a front, wrap around, a wrap around, do you use two A threes? Yes, two A three. Yeah, two A three. And uh, but they they don't pay me for two A threes. They just pay for one and use the other one. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's called child exploitation. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not at your age, Antonio. <laughs> no, because I don't go that there very often, so they don't know. <laughs> they think I am eighteen or something. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. So, when you do that's acrylics, is that correct? That you're using acrylics? That's the yes. Yeah, I love it because acrylics is such a, a fantastic uh, medium. Uh, uh, it is uh, water-based, but it's not like um, aquarelle. That if you make a mistake and you try to put another color on top, the other one mixed with that and muddle everything. Uh, with that one, one color. On top of it, that's it. Is on top of it. You don't so see. It's it. a little bit more forgivable. Yes, and I learn painfully that you have, in, in, in the case of the 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 sails here. Yeah. Right. Uh, that you have to be very diligent to get the impression that is that is an old fabric that is bending because here actually there is a battle going on behind him. Uh, and some fire, but I didn't want to put um, ships or anything because it was going to become too complicated. So but is, uh, yeah. you have to insist with the color and wait until it dries, and then apply another layer. Blah blah blah. But that, yeah, that, how long? How long does an A3 page like that take you? This one? Well, the problem. I it took me more than two weeks, but huh. it's because, as I said in the beginning. Uh, in the middle of it, I had a lot of time taken away from it, uh, doing the um, 
moving of my son to this new place and, and other things and going to the consulate and blah, blah, blah. But um, usually, yes, 10 days, 10 days. Mm. Wow. Yes. Uh, so do you prefer... And depend on the amount of figures that you, you, you are yeah. drawing. Yeah. So do you prefer acrylics over inks, over line art? I prefer acrylics, yes. Yes, I like black and white because Cesar works with black and white so beautifully. And I used to do that in Uruguay that I would love to, to do more work in black and white. But at the same time, I, I miss the volume and the uh, excitement that colors give, mm. right? If it is applied properly. Yeah. So a lot of the covers that we showed before um, uh, and YouTube viewers will be able, to, be able to see the gallery of those. A lot of those were acrylics. Um, yeah. And in talking to a lot of the uh, Patreons and a lot of the fans that uh, we've been talking to this week, uh, I know one particularly said that, you know, he, every time he would go to a newsagent and he saw that it was an acrylic cover, his heart would just leap. He, he, he got excited about, you know, seeing that the fruit cover was an, was an acrylic, uh, an acrylic cover. So I know a lot of, and I know it did for me as well. I know, I know a lot of fans really enjoyed, um, you know, your work in acrylics. Yes, I think that uh, it is because there is, um, uh, how can I put it, a work of um, like an artisan. Artisan is okay? Mm -hmm. Is that a word? Yeah. yeah yes. Like, like a, a labor of uh, um, you putting yeah. one brick after the other yourself uh, mm -hmm. and correcting and changing and, and and, and the whole thing creates the cover. Uh, and yeah. I think that that is reflected uh, w when you see it on, this, on, the, on, the, on the magazine printed. Awesome. Yeah, and some have printed quite well, like this one um, of the business here. Mm. See, this one, they got the color uh, on the back a little bit too strong. Uh, and they added the, the, the mistake, in my view anyway, of making the uh, logo also red. <laughs> yeah, mm. the background. Could, and the, yeah. It could have been white uh, or could have been gray or whatever. But the colors of the Phantom, the, the lady and the, the guy uh, are, are great. Yeah. The, 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 the printing. Mm. I was in a, a, a shopping center in Fairfield here and I asked the guy where were the um, the the mushrooms and he said uh, he showed me and I said put them in your hand and I took a picture oh wow yeah and then and then I put the guy uh, with with the mushroom in yeah in his hand uh, because uh, nothing uh, uh, surpasses references yeah mm. even if you have to draw a, a phone a mobile phone if you have the phone with you it's better than imagining it mm. <coughs> so that was the, the the cover for evil schemes okay I, I missed the um yes the, the, the is 1752 
1752. So yeah. if you've got 1752 evil schemes, going <coughs> Antonio uh, hit up a guy in the fresh food section to get a reference for the mushrooms. Yes, and, and he looked at me, didn't say anything, at least not in front of me. <laughs> I thought, who's this guy? <laughs> Just um, you meant you mentioned the logo, Antonio. There um, and and in this time, in this case, the colours, uh, the the logo was red against your red background. Um, do you do you sort of after having done so many covers for Fru, sort of instinctively leave that space for the, for oh, yeah. the logo at the top? Yes, yes, I do because uh, uh, I try to leave uh, the, the less space uh, possible on top that they put just the title and the, the logo and that's it. That's it. Uh, and because I want the cover to be the one that sells the magazine. Yeah. Mm. But you have to take it into account because if not, they will cut parts of it because the logo has to be there. Yeah. Well, I, I must say that was probably one of the reasons why the um, in the Bushfire book, and just to give that another plug, um, that the blurb worked so well is because there was the space yeah. at the top where we could put that and uh, it didn't didn't detract from yes that. that was a like a cover is it because it was yeah, yeah, very much. yeah. yeah. that's yeah. that's what i got i got that impression straight away as well so like, oh this is definitely from someone who's done you know 170 knows what they're doing. not 200 covers yeah someone who knows what they're doing exactly <laughs> so i also believe we were just talking so you've talked about how you've gone and seen eduardo and sees uh Spadera. I've also heard uh, that you've gone and visited Felmang in Italy as well. Is that correct? Yes, I went to Rome. And he lives in Cenicetta, <laughs> the place where uh, the movies are done. Um, and uh, it was great. Uh, I heard, got the pictures there on that wall. Uh, and uh, I remember asking him once um, uh, after he talked like an Italian forever, um, when you have to do the dog, that I ask, find it so difficult, what do you do? You take pictures or you have pictures from the computer? What is that you do? And he said, I copy Barry. <laughs> <laughs> so easy. <laughs> no, no, I don't have any problem. I copy Barry, he said. <laughs> yeah. He's but he was a, a great guy. And we, um, it's, exchange uh emails quite often hmm. yeah no i really really enjoy filming as well really enjoy uh his work um what he's done over the decades as well and, and he's he's very easy to talk to and um yes. always willing to you know like talk about phantom and, and stuff like that as well um so i've i've heard stories and i've seen photos that his studio is uh is is quite interesting and quite one to behold to see yeah, there are. The thing is, uh, he's not like me. Everything that I have here on the walls is mine. Yeah. Right. In in the case of Feldman, he has a lot of work from others. I suppose for inspiration or reference or whatever, or because we just like him. He, and he has his as well, but uh, he had plenty, plenty of work from from other artists. Yeah. Uh, but his is very nice, very nice. Um, yeah. Yeah. Now, before we were talking about you, when you said you wrote to um, Jim Shepard about 
the need to get other artists and stuff yeah. like that. Now, uh, uh, another fan of artists who um, who we know who has also done a piece in the uh, Bushfire book, Camillo Di Pietrantonio. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Uh, yeah. Now, I believe that um, that you've been a bit of a mentor to him as well. Well, maybe to say that if I was a mentor is a, is a is an exaggeration, but I did pointed him to Glenn, and I spoke with Glenn beforehand to uh, show him that it wasn't impossible, and his work was great, uh, but he had to give the the step forward. And he had yeah. to talk to the guy, uh, and and he did, and he published a, a one that I remember that it was a back cover, and then he continued doing other things. But yes, he's a very talented guy, and he approached me because he was talk, he was working in Bunnings, in Bunnings here in Auburn, in New South Wales, and I went yeah. there to buy something or to steal something. <laughs> <laughs> And, and did, did he recognize you as you were walking down the aisles looking for whatever to steal? Incredible, yes. And he said, Antonio. And I said, this guy is from Silverwater Jail. But no, no, it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, he's told me the story about how he recognized you walking into the store that he was working at, at, um, at Bunnings and he yeah. approached you. But it's funny because I was without my makeup. <laughs> I don't know how he recognizes me. Um, and then I also believe there was a poster that you did that he colored for you, I believe. Yes, it yes. Uh, it was a sort of, um, how can I put it, a, a test to see how it worked, what I did. Um, I didn't like the end, the end results, not because of him. Uh, the, 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 the composition and the, I didn't like it somewhere there. Uh, but I had a couple of things done uh, um, digitally, uh, like the guy, like the uh, like the um, the cobblestones in the in the place where the phantom is going to capture the guy who used to kill prostitutes. In the oh, that's your gaslight. Yeah, exactly, uh, exactly. Um, the jam. That little part is done digitally uh, because it has to be done very suave, and yeah. um, and David did it and, and did it very well. Okay. Have, have you ever tried drawing digitally, Antonio? No, no, no. I don't know how to manage a, a mobile phone. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. I don't know. And um, and I, I, I saw in the internet, um, in Facebook actually, people selling uh, courses of Facebook, um, Photoshop, uh, yeah. for, but, but I, I don't need it. The only thing I do is enlarge and diminish yeah. <laughs> images. <laughs> That's the only thing I know. From, for, for I, actually who, quite, yeah. I, I love that to be honest I came yeah. too late to all those things yeah. right? no. <laughs> I prefer I prefer the old school method because I do I love, you know, and Dan's got some original artwork and I've got original artwork and all the people that we talked to uh, the Patreons that we mentioned before they've all got uh, covers and pieces from you as well Antonio and 
or sketch covers and stuff like that. So uh, there's, there's fans out there that prefer the old school method because then they can... Oh, I bless them again. because that is the way that I do things. Uh, I actually, when I see um, uh, art, I tend to gravitate toward those in which the guy have sweat doing it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> not just coloring with uh, Photoshop. Uh, that I don't say is less or anything, but um, it's the style that I like. Mm. The the trace of the hand doing um, uh, yeah. strokes. Mm. <coughs> I very much hope that it doesn't become a lost art because I agree with you. The 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 talent that it takes to be able to produce art on Photoshop or, or whatever the digital <coughs> is 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 no less than than the traditional artists, but there's just something to doesn't have that um, magic. The the hard copy, something on a bit of paper yeah. or cardboard or whatever it might be, that is just um, it's, it's tangible, and you've only you've got you've got the only copy and and those sorts of things. So I hope it's I I really do hope it, that it's a skill that's not lost to the art community as we go forward. I think I am the last one in the planet that is doing it. <laughs> But uh, the, I always think uh, the problem with these people uh, whose work looks so neat and clean and, and exciting is that they don't have um, uh, a paper with it. They have an image on the screen, and if they want to sell it, they will have to make a print of it. But there is no original, like, like I have. So uh, in a way, it compensates for my... How can I say stubbornness to <laughs> to continue on this path? So I guess while we're talking about that, um, uh, you are available for commissions. People can come to you and, and um, request a commission. Oh yes, and and if they provide whatever ideas they have in their heads, fantastic. But because you see, if I go or try to. Um, uh, accompany what you have in your head in regard to a, 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 an image, like you said, somebody on the water or somebody doing blah, 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 is an idea. But if somebody says to you, do whatever you like, it's too much, you see? It's like when you go to a parking space and, they, and there is only two cars there and you don't know where to park. <laughs> because there is so much space. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You sound like my father-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah. When you have too much option, too many options, you yes. don't know what to see. To, to do. <laughs> and, and, uh, and, and also, um, coming back to the uh, continuity work that uh, Germain was talking, the deadlines are awfully pressure mm. in, in yourself. Yeah. You, you, you don't sleep well thinking that so many panels, panels have to be resolved and drawn. No, 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 I don't want that. I prefer to kill myself in one uh, cover, right, than to draw 38 pages. Yeah, definitely. So I guess, uh, so if people are interested in getting commissions, they can uh, contact you via your website. Um, and then there's your email address as well. And then they can uh, contact you that way. Yes, yes, please. Or because uh, that is the, is the best way. 
Um, but once again, when I have two or three um, yeah. commissions on the, on top of the table, plus my life to live, yes. and there is not much of it, I um, take take me longer. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, of course, of course. So, so um, just to clarify, what was the the web address and the email that um, fans should yes, get up, Antonio? The the email address is antoniolemos27 at gmail.com and yeah. all lower cases the, yep. there you find me everywhere and in the website is uh the art of antonio.com <coughs> very simple Thank we'll, you. we'll have those links up on um on our on if you go to our website where this the youtube video and also the audio will be as well so mm. we'll have our um we'll have the links there as well mm. One day I received a call from someone who wanted to film the um, book that I did for the Aborigines. The uh, Wisdom of the Phantom, yeah. The Wisdom of the Phantom. <clears throat> and he came, he did all the filming, blah, blah, blah. And, he, and I was talking to him out of camera. <clears throat> and he said, why don't you appear on the screen? And I said, no, no, I don't even know how to talk properly. No, no, no! Come on, sit there. <laughs> and and he and I said a few words, and it was Nicola Scott yeah. and oh, me. Really? Yes, and me, not not together, but she was in another part of the of the DVD. And uh, she, and he said when 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 he was going out, um, now you are going to be famous. And I said, yes, yes. <laughs> and then he went and forgot something and come back and knock. And I said, who is it? And he said, Spielberg. <laughs> <laughs> Instant <laughs> stardom. <laughs> yeah, we took a picture of him and his cameraman. And he was so kind that he said, Antonio, don't worry. If you miss the... the um, the screening on uh, the ABC. I'll send you the the DVD awesome. uh, by mail. Yeah, and he did. Cool. We might have to try and hunt that one down, Dan. Yeah. Might have to try and hunt down a copy of that so we can include it on the Phantom Preservation Definitely. Project. Definitely. That's what yes. I was I, I, I told Nicola uh, when she was were you there in the yes. dinner that she was there? Yes. Uh, and I said hello. You remember me? <laughs> we shared a documentary. No, no, I didn't say anything. And she said, "Ah, the face looks familiar." And I said, "I was in one of the Indiana Jones films <laughs> because she was." And she says, "Really?" <laughs> and I said, "No, no, no." But we did share um, DVD um, uh, that the ABC did. Ah, rah, rah, rah. that's it. That's the story about. Uh, about yeah. your stardom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I've really enjoyed talking to you, um, uh, Antonio, just getting to know a bit about yourself, uh, looking at your studio, which we can see on YouTube with all the photos and the uh, covers and, um, and some of the stories behind the covers and stuff like that. Um, so uh, I don't have any more questions. Dan, do you have any more questions? I have one. You okay. remember you remember the cover 
recent, must have been three or four months ago, of, of, or more, in which the phantom is um, being attacked by a tiger? Yes. Yes. You, what did you think about <laughs> the position of the hands? <laughs> it almost looks like he was holding something. Yes. It, <laughs> a spear. Maybe. <laughs> no, maybe. I drew it. <laughs> and then uh, Dudley told me, told me, no, Antonio, uh, is, uh, we cannot put, put that one. And I said, but that scene appears on the episode inside. But not in the cover. But let me try to doctor the, 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 the cover. And he went and erased the, the, the spear. And the phantom is being attacked by a 300 kilo tiger. And he's more or less sort of saying, what, what are you doing? <laughs> so, it's obvious that he had a spear there on his hand. No, uh, uh, look, we're showing the um, we're showing the cover on YouTube at the moment. It's issue number eighteen sixty, the City of Horror, and uh, no, it completely looks like the Phantom's just about to punch the tiger in the face. <laughs> he doesn't need a spear. What are you talking about, Antonio? <laughs> <laughs> so, how does it make you feel? when you draw something and you've told us about how long it takes for you to do a cover and you know, the care this is with acrylics and stuff like that. And then something you draw has to be disappeared. Is that, how, how does it make you feel? Is this the first time that through was? Well, I, that, that I remember, yes, this is the first time, but also it, 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 what um, frustrated me is that it made no sense. The story was done in 1950 or 60, right? Yeah. The, the, the story inside the magazine. And on that story, he kills the, the tiger because the tiger jump on him. Even in modern times, if he's, he was not there um, hunting the, 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 the tiger, he was defending himself. No, no, no. Uh, Health Corporation doesn't allow uh, the Phantom to kill tigers. <laughs> How would I know? <laughs> <laughs> Did they do some sort of um, message saying that please don't kill uh, species that are in danger of disappearing? No, I don't know. So mm. I guess one of... I'm assuming this is going to be a question that a lot of people that are going to be listening to this is, is, is the original still available for sale? And do you have it handy to be able to show us what it actually looked like? I, I, I think we will, you will have to say that again, slowly. Okay. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I was just wondering, do you, is, is the, don't forget that I wasn't born here. <laughs> Sorry, is the original still, uh, do you still have the original and do you have like a, a picture of what the, um, of what it was, what it looked like with the spear? Uh, yes, I do. Uh, no, I don't have the original. It was sold to somebody, but um, I do have um, um, photocopies of it that I can even email it to you. Okay, and, cool. and you will see that 
e even the way the colors came out on the print, they are not faithful to the original ones. They are too strident. Is that the way? Mm. When when it looks like a bang, too mm. yellow. Is yeah. yeah. Well, I hope, because that is the most recent um, cover that you have published, so I'm very much hoping that you get another one um, and, and, and far beyond 200, as I said before. Uh, so th this isn't the last Antonio Lemos cover. <laughs> well, I already did one for a supernova called Generations, but it was for this supernova that it wasn't going to be. It's going to be for the next one. Uh, and I spoke to Glenn today, and apparently there is something in the... Uh, horizon. But again, as far as I have um, something to paint, uh, w whether it is a commission or a cover, I am happy. I am okay. Mm, that's good. Can I, just, can I just finish with one question, Antonio? <coughs> We've talked so much about your process and the, um, the, the way you approach your art and all the rest of it. Um, can I just ask a question about the character, the Phantom, what do you like? So much of your life, the last 40 years of your life has been devoted to um, producing depictions of, of this character, the Phantom. What do you like so much about the Phantom? What appeals to you about the character? You know, it reminds me of um, the, the boxer who had in the back of his jacket uh, the name The Real Deal. Uh, I think it was, I don't remember the name now, but that is what the Phantom is to me. The guy is true. He is not someone that will say something today and will forget it tomorrow or whatever. The Phantom is, is a good guy. Mm. Uh, he's moral, he's strong, he is, speaks the truth, and he has someone... Uh, uh, the, the old Moss, the guy yeah. from whom he, he sometimes asks for advice. I mean, he doesn't consider himself, I know everything. I don't need to ask any old tribe man anything. No, no, he goes and talks to him. Uh, even Guran sometimes yeah. uh, advise him about things uh, to do uh, mm -hmm. or about people of the jungle that the Phantom was not familiar uh, with and Guran have been uh, accompanying his father before, and he knows. Yep. Uh, so the Phantom has many admi ad admirable um, um, qualities, uh, and that one in the fire is a typical one. He first look for someone to help and rescue from that horror, and took the girl, and then saw the the. The, the, the lock coming towards the, the, the firefighter and tried to stop it, right? And, and, and spoke to him about, I don't know, get out of the way or something like that. Um, and that was the Phantom does. He is very brave and very just and yeah. very uh, straight. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So the boxer was Evander Holyfield. Yes, Evander Holyfield. And when I said the real deal, because that is what he is. He's a, a good guy. Yeah, oh, it's very good. So um, 
Is there any questions that uh, you wish we had asked or, or anything that you feel like we've missed, Antonio? Yeah, no, I would like to have the opportunity to actually uh, listen to this again uh, without me talking. <laughs> <laughs> Just this, you. <laughs> so how, what do I do? I uh, will... Um, we'll just yeah. So we'll we'll send you a link and ah, um, please, please, and then you'll be able to either watch it or listen to it as well. Right, mm. it's going to be uh, uh, available by the end of the month, maybe. Yeah, probably about there. I'm not 100 percent sure the exact date, um, yeah. but yeah, it'll probably be around the end of the month. But once again, and I'm sorry to repeat this. Thank you for inviting me. I am the one that is honored to have people like yourself uh, taking the time to talk to me and to uh, remind me of people like Eduardo. And mm. by the way, what did you say about the Eduardo in Cala, uh, the book? Oh, all I said was that I had a black and white copy and that you, you had a color copy, so. Um, if I'm I have another one, I will send it to you. Oh. <laughs> okay. I will, I will look into my library there, uh, and if, if I have another one, I will send it to you. It, it, it's just such a fabulous tribute to Eduardo and it, it goes to show how much you admired him and, and yes. I've so loved hearing your stories about him, about Jim Shepard, about all of your journey. Um, so thank you so much. Um, I can't imagine anyone being anything but honoured to have been in your presence over the last couple of hours and, and I hope that our podcast listeners and our YouTube viewers have, have uh, appreciated that because... Um, you, you, you've been so generous with your time, so generous with your stories. So um, thank you very much, Antonio. And um, uh, yeah, thank you for, for all of your time and everything that you've done over the last four decades. Oh, no, thank you. And thank you to the fans that are all there supporting us and following what we do. Uh, and watch for this one tomorrow in Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> That is my last. Uh, I remember the Indian. Can I say a joke? Yes, yes. of course. It's, it's a bad one, but it's about a, a, a young guy who went to university, uh, an Indian, and stayed away from the tribe for, I don't know, two years. And when he came back, he was outside his teepee um, watching the, the smoke signals and saying to another Indian, I don't understand this. I have been away from this place for only two years, and I don't understand the, the uh, smoke seniors that I grew up with. What is happening? And he said, oh, no, no, don't worry. Change are different. The first 10 minutes of the beginning of the message are commercials. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I, <laughs> I had to say it. <laughs> That's great. Um, yeah, so no, thank you for that, um, Antonio. I really appreciate, really appreciate your time tonight. You're welcome. Awesome. <clears throat> well, uh, thank you, Antonio, for joining us. Uh, Dan, that was a lot of fun, wasn't it? Oh, I, that was so much fun. As I sort of said at the start, I can't believe we left it um, so long to interview Antonio. And um, that, that was one of the more enjoyable um, podcast chats. Oh, I, you know, 
they're, they're all good, but that was just a lot of fun. Yeah, a lot of fun. Um, yeah, that, that, I think that's the key word is fun. With a pH, of course. Um, of course. But, ju- <laughs> but just uh, Antonio's got, just got such a, a left-field sense of humour and some of the things he said just uh, cracked me up. And, and um, to get some insight into um, Eduardo Barreto was fantastic, but also Jim Shepard for me. Like, yeah. Um, that, that's sort of a peek behind the curtain of Fru um, in that 30-year era that, that Jim Shepard was in charge. That um, Yeah, it was, it was just... And I expect nothing less from Antonio, to be honest, in terms of just highlighting the, the positive qualities of the people that he's worked with because he's such a positive person. And I think that's just the lens through which he sees the world. Um, and it's just been a really enjoyable, probably close to two hours, I suppose, but uh, chat with him. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, definitely. So I hope everyone else has really enjoyed it. Uh, I know we have. Uh, we give a big shout out to our Patreons, uh, and especially those who um, answer the call and gave us some of their favourite covers and, and stuff like that as well. So huge shout out to our Patreons. If you are interested about Patreons and wanting to know what that's all about, if you go to our website, chroniclechamber.com, uh, you'll be able to see uh, there's, a, there's some links there for information about becoming a Patreon. Basically, Patreons are people that support us and help us to be able to pay the bills to be able to keep this website going. So our website is chroniclechamber.com. Uh, if you want to email us, uh, that's uh, chroniclechamber at gmail.com. And, of course, we're all across the um, uh, social media platforms as well. You need to go to our website, and we've addressed some of those at the beginning as well. So, <clears throat> sorry about that. Uh, thank you, listeners. Uh, thank you, Antonio. Uh, thank you, Dan, for your time. From myself, uh, happy phantoming, and stay safe, everyone. Happy phantoming. Five hundred years ago, he washed ashore the sole survivor of a shipwreck. And upon the skull of the man who killed his dad, he said, I'm mad, I must eradicate piracy, injustice and cruelty. And all my sons will follow me, so evildoers will believe that this man cannot die. The Phantom, the ghost who walks. The Phantom, enemies beware. The Phantom's always there, but you won't find the Phantom. He finds you.